Hello, everyone. I hope you had a good fourth. Um, I am all confused as to what day of the week it is. And as you know, if you follow my social media or live with me around every Tuesday, I think to myself, it feels like Thursday. I've just, I've hit the age where Tuesdays feel like Thursdays. And the fact that Tuesday was a holiday is going to throw me off even more. Um, And due to the holiday, uh, the show you are about to hear is a special, it's a special, it's a special limited edition feature. I don't know what any of those words mean in this context, but when I was a kid, uh, before cartoons that came on at night, so we're talking like Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, all the Christmas stuff, there would be those, the screen would be black and there would be multicolored letters that said special and they would like spin and then hit the screen. And the emotions that I experienced upon seeing those letters, which I used to call special letters, was like the high that I would experience thinking about getting Versed. Um, I don't even know that I can put into words the elation that I would feel when I would see those letters. Are you going to feel something like that listening to this episode? Yes, and more. Anyway, this episode should have those letters because this is a special best of Allison and Todd after hours. Now, you may be thinking, this, that is a newish show. How do you have a best of already? We're magic. And Todd Perry, with whom I used to do Upworthy Weekly, and now I do Allison and Todd after hours, put together some best of clips, and I'm looking at the rundown it's pretty solid stuff, including a chunk of our originally, or excuse me, a chunk of our original Upworthy Weekly demo, a clip that was deemed, quote, yucky by management. Now, I can't recall if that ran in After Hours or if this is actually an exclusive to this episode. So we're talking special exclusive. I think those are the words I said at the beginning. I take back what I said about talking out of my ass because some t- you know what they say about asses they're right twice a day um anyway yes Allison and Todd after hours is the show that I do with Todd Perry I feel that it's like it's like a sleeper hit I feel like people are sleeping on it probably because we're not doing a great job of promoting it that changes now you guys it's very fun it's ve- oh no I know what sorry I'm all over the place I know what I was gonna say What I was going to say is the idea with this show is this is the stuff that's too racy, too spicy, too quote unquote yucky for Upworthy Weekly because they have a certain, you know, they have some standards they need to keep. But we have no standards. Now, if you like what you're hearing, please consider subscribing on Patreon, which is where this podcast lives. That's only $2 a month. We have just one level. Sometimes I think, was that the smartest way to do this? I don't know, but I didn't. W- oh, no, I'm going to sneeze. Uh oh, there's another one behind it. I didn't want anyone to say, I can't afford this sh- shot of highly concentrated joy in my life. Hence, $2 a month. And where you go to get it is patreon.com slash Allison and Todd. One Ellen Allison, one D and Todd blame our parents. Again, patreon.com slash Allison and Todd. I hope you enjoy this. Patreon.com slash Allison and Todd. Now, 
I would be remiss if I didn't also tell you my merch store is popping, you guys. It's popping, it's banging, it's slapping. It's, uh, I think it ate and it slays. There's new items in there. Daniel designed two hats. There is a light blue baseball cap and a black bucket hat. I've also added stickers. There's also t-shirts. There's t-shirts. There's drinkware. There's notebooks. There's stickers. There's sweatshirts. There's, you know, there's a tank top. All the shirts are represented. Maybe not all of them, but many a shirt. Uh, and I'm just going to keep adding stuff. But get there. Get it on the ground floor. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of pictures of people wearing the merch and it is making me so happy. Make sure to tag me in that kind of stuff, please. But Allison, how do I get to the merch store? You have to know someone and the person you know is me. Go to my website, alisonrosen.com. And then at the top, it says merch store is now live or something like that. Click on it. All right. I love you guys. You're the best. Here's the episode. It's Allison and Todd After Hours, the show where Allison Rosen doesn't have to be your best friend or give parenting advice, and Todd Perry drops the good news shtick and acts like an adult, if that's even possible. Now dim the lights, pour yourself a beverage, and join us in the After Hours Lounge. A growing trend has the majority of German men sitting to pee. Here's why. A sexist stereotype in America is that men who sit to pee are less masculine than those who stand while urinating. The same stereotype exists in Germany, where men who sit to pee are known as sitzpinklers. <laughs> oh, I love that so much. Oh, he's a little sitzpinkler. Sitzpinkler. <laughs> Come here, sitzpinkler. <laughs> However, due to a rapid change in public opinion regarding peeing standing up, most German men now pee sitting down, and being a sitzpinkler is much less of an insult. So recently they did a study of YouGov and they found that 62% of German men sit when they pee most of the time. And that's way different than in America where it's like 20%. Uh-huh. Wow. So, so why are German that's, men sitting to pee? Right. It's, they found that uh, there, there are some hygienic reasons because you get splashback. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you miss the toilet. Sometimes uh, guys can have the fork in the road where pee goes in two different directions, and that's Mm -hmm. a scary thing. You try to maneuver it. Instead of just stopping and sitting, no, you got to ride that donkey. Um, They've also found that in places where people live in common areas, I think in Germany, maybe you're more likely to have everybody having an apartment. And then, Mm -hmm. like New York City, I don't know if you've been there, but people have a bathroom at the end where everybody shares and people don't want to mm-hmm. clean that up. So, and also they have a thing um, in some public bathrooms where they have what's called the WC Geist or the toilet ghost in English. <laughs> Is that the gremlin that crawls up your butt? 
Oh, it's a zombie zeitgeist. <laughs> but it reminds people, like, you'll open up the toilet and be like, it's Viking, Sig, Halen, blah, blah, blah. And it'll tell you to <laughs> to to sit while you pee. Wait, so, wait, this is like a little decal or something? It, yeah, it's like a little thing that opens. You know, like you have those, you have a, a gift card you open up and it'll be like Yoda saying happy birthday or something. Wait, for real? There's like a little toilet ghost figure somewhere it's not a they call it the wc geist and but it'll be the voice of like oh it's Ang- a voice Ang- angela merkel or whatever oh, okay or adolf hitler or something saying mm-hmm. you know right one of their heroes right yeah. this is like in uh the aforementioned new york for a while and i don't know if there still is when you'd get into a taxi cab oh. as soon as you got in it'd be like hey this is elmo reminding you to buckle up that wasn't a good Elmo, but you know, like lots of different celebrities telling you to fasten your seatbelt. These are the Rockets telling you, <laughs> right, right. So then they, you know, they ended up through this whole public awareness thing. And there's an interesting thing that I guess it's rude to go and stand and pee at a friend's house. Oh, interesting. So, like, normally, if I'd be at your house, I'd be like, I'm gonna stand to pee because I'm yeah. I'm not a sits and That's not a six. I'm a stands with a Z. Right. We need to know what stand in German is. Stands in Picklin. <laughs> As a stands in Picklin. And so then it, if you found out maybe there was some drops or something like that, you would be like, Achtung. Right. Like he has no respect for my house. Yeah. You've defiled my home, you know. Right. Well, so recently, Daniel and I were in the bathroom at the same time, and he needed to pee, so he sat down to pee. And I was like, do you normally pee, you sits, Pinkler? No, I, I didn't. I, do you normally sit is what I meant to say. No, I just said, I was like, wait, do you normally sit when you pee? Um, I didn't say it in a like, I wasn't mocking, it was just curious. And he said, well, you're in here. And I was like, you're in here. No. Um, I, no, I, I, like, I thought that was, yeah. I was like, yeah. man, he's clever. Right. No, he's like, well, you know, I'm in front of you. And I'm like, so? And he's like, it's just less less ostentatious. And I thought that was so funny. He thought sitting to pee was less ostentatious because for a couple reasons. One, he truly, and I still can't tell if he was joking or serious, but he said that like, Standing in, like, well, I can't stand in peace. So he thought it was like sort of showing off as if I'd be like, oh, bite my fist. Like, man, I wish I could do that. I'm like, I've, I, A. And B, by standing and peeing, then like the urine is like, you know, arcing through the air and it's just more like yeah. bigger. Cause I'm like, but if you're standing and peeing your backs to me versus this is facing me, I don't know. But I, I appreciated the chival- chivalry, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. You know, my wife, if, if if situations like that, like she's washing her hand in like the other bathroom, the kids in there, uh-huh. and I'm like, I gotta go, gotta go real bad. Then she'll, oh, uh, really, oh, uh, and she'll, she'll really. But the, if I sat, it, it seems so weird to me to sit and pee. And I think maybe I have these outdated ideas of masculinity mm-hmm. that just part of being like there's like four things that make me male 
Uh-huh. And, and one of them is standing to pee and going out when you're golfing and having too many beers and like peeing in a bush. And I, I pee where I like. Yeah. And I think that is part built into me. Like if you said that one of my heroes is a Sitzen Pinkler, Pinkler. <laughs> is a Sitzen. If, like if if Harrison Ford was a Sitz Pinkler, Reba I'd Shaf. be like, oh. No, he totally stands to pee. Like, no. So you never sit? Because I think sometimes in the middle of the night, Daniel will sit. He he told me that he'll sit when he wants it to be quieter. Um, mm. Or he'll sit if it's dark. Like, I'm at the point where in the middle of the night, if I need to pee, I just turn the light on. And I'm like, ah, it's oh. so bright. I don't pee in the dark anymore. Um, I don't know why. I just, it's just too dark. But so Daniel, if he's peeing, like in the whole time I've known him, he's probably gotten up to pee in the middle of the night twice. Like he wow. does not. Whereas I, I get up like six times in the middle of the night. Um, I'm a, I'm a light sleeper though and a frequent peer. But anyway, I guess in the dark, like he can sort of to not make a mess. He'll sit. No, I will go in the dark standing, oh. and and I will just you know what I have a lot of faith. I have a lot of faith in my skill. I've been doing this for. You know, probably 42 years upright. And I think I can get it right. And I just hope I go, well, if I don't get it right, it'll probably dry by the morrow. That's not how it works. That's that's why no one should have me over to their house. You need to put a, a WC geist, a toilet ghost. So in you there. never sit. No. No, I mean, maybe if like my back was bothering me or I had a health issue and I wasn't feeling well, I'm like, oh, I'm just too tired. I'll sit. But then I feel awkward when I'm sitting. It's a weird, Mm -hmm. it's a weird thing. But when I number two, I sit. I'll let you know that. Oh my God. Imagine doing that standing. That would take skill. Yes, it would be messy. But wait. Okay. Important question. You're sitting to number two. Does any urine ever sneak out? Well, no, I don't like do a double. I don't like poo. And then stand and pee. Right. So you'll pee. If you need to pee, then you'll pee. Yeah, that, that happens. It. But that's just because, okay. you know, because it's intermittent. You know, like I start on two and then I'll go a little one for a little bit and then I'll go back to two. Like I, <laughs> I also, I don't just, it's not like, you know, some people when they eat a meal, they, mm-hmm. they eat one, like yes, I have my like steak. Just the vegetables, then this, then this, then this. Yeah. No, I mix it all together. No, I usually start with the, the two and then I go one for a bit and then two. And then, I, then I'll see what we end on. Usually, usually it's a one. Yeah. Now, sorry to careen so quickly from one and two to frozen dairy desserts, but let's say you have like hmm. frozen yogurt or something or ice cream, anything where there's like the chocolate side and the vanilla side. There okay. were always those kids who would swirl, who would mix it all up into just like a vanilla, like a more mild chocolate flavor. Were you one of those? Yes, I was just like mush it around. Like I don't, I don't need to. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll enjoy it both together. What, what were you? Interesting. No, I think maybe eventually I would stir, but I, I'm not a big chocolate flavor fan. I'm not a big chocolate ice cream or froyo or whatever fan. So to me, it's just polluting the vanilla. It's not keeping the white pure. Spe- exactly. Speaking, speaking exactly. of Germany. Yeah. yeah. It's just, I don't like miscegenation. Isn't that what it's called? In my frozen yogurt. Miscegenation? Something like that. Miscegenation. Yeah. I think yeah. Um, also, Toilet Ghost is my new rapper name. 
I love I've it. Decided. Yeah. Love that. Oh, no, I was just, before we get into the teppanyaki, I just wanted you to explain what teppanyaki is. However, I realized that I've cut you off. You weren't about to launch into it. You were just setting up the show, and I Uh have thrown you off course. Damn it, Allison. Come on. Come on, get in the game. Pull it together. Shit. So, (laughs) fuck. Don't make me me get pissed again. See, once the mics go off, it's nothing but just pain and horror and hate between the two of us. That's right. That's right. We talk through our spouses like Martin and Lewis. (laughs) So, I okay, got that. And then we want to talk about, we didn't get on the last show, phrases that make you unlikable. But so my wife and I, we had a a date night the other night where one of her friends was like, oh, bring your, drop your kid over and he'll play with our kids and we'll watch the Mario movie or whatever. So we're like, cool. And they live in Huntington Beach, which is, I don't know, 20 minutes south of, of us. And so I, I was like, cool, you know, let's drop the kid off. And I was asking my wife where she wants to eat. And it always been be ends up being an argument and then becomes sushi at some level. <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> so we find this teppanyaki place in a place called Sunset Beach, which is a cute little enclave. I love, I love Sunset Beach. It is adorable. Yes, that's one place where I'm like, places I would live, Sunset Beach. And it's a little kind of, you know, uh, was it Sandra Bullock lives there? and She does? She has a house there. And I didn't who is know that. Cameron Diaz. Sunset Beach must be bigger than I'm realizing because in my mind, Sunset Beach is like one music club in a strip mall that also has a liquor store and then like across PCH. There's these little like bungalows by the beach, and that's like the extent of it in my mind. There's clearly more. A little bit more, but not much. Yeah. Cameron Diaz and Sandra Bullock. (laughs) Are they neighbors? I hope so. I hope so. I I want a world where they get along and like hang out. Yes, me too. Cam and Sand. So my wife and I, we find this place called Nomi, which is a... Now I'm going to get this guy in trouble, but I like the guy. But so, and it's like sushi in the front, teppanyaki in in the back. back. (laughs) Yeah. Which sounds like, sounds kind of dirty, honestly. Kind of does. Yeah. So what was she like? (laughs) Sushi in the front, teppanyaki in the back. Anatomically accurate. So we, we go in, and so the teppanyaki is like, if, if you've ever been to Benihana, where you have the chef comes out. And you're usually sitting with some strangers, and they have the big cone hat, which I don't know. Most hats are functional mm-hmm. in life, where you're like, okay, that guy's got a hard hat on. That's because shit might hit him in the head. Right. But I, I never got the Benihana hat because I didn't. I don't see any utility with the I Benihana think it's hat. Just to catch shrimp or something. Yes. It's when they shrimp put head. shrimp in their pocket. Um, you're talking about like, is it a special Ben? I have been to Benihana once and I had a fabulous time and I smelled like a grill when I left. But is it just a tall chef's hat or is it a little bit different? No, it's like a tall chef's hat that just extends forever. It goes yeah. up. It almost like a takes... Cat re- in the hat chef's hat. Yeah, <laughs> like a raver. It, mm. it almost attains religious significance. It extends mm. so high into the, right. above the grill. But so my wife and I sit down and we've got this other couple there and uh, I order on the teppanyaki special and my wife got some sushi and then the 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 chef comes over and normally 
uh, it's usually a Japanese guy mm-hmm. or a Mexican guy that acts like a Japanese guy. Sure. You know, but, you know, and I'm, I'm totally fine with whatever the race is of my teppanyaki chef. Clearly. I you you have a preference, but you're fine with whatever. I, I accept all, but I do have a preference. Yeah. <laughs> no. Right. No, but it's so, and so the, but the guy comes out and it's like a Greek guy. And he's got like a a, a long beard, mm-hmm. no Benny Hanna hat. He's got what? like. Are you sure he worked there? <laughs> he just walked in to get the tip. <laughs> so we sit down, and the guy starts talking. The guy's name is Leo, short okay. for Leonidas. Leonidas. Yeah. Wow, that's so mythical. If I don't know if it actually is, but it sounds like it. And so he gets to work on the grill. And now, okay, I'm looking over at the Japanese guy doing mm. the teppanyaki. And this guy's got like, you know, they say you got to have a punchline every 10 seconds and stand up. Mm-hmm. I didn't this know guy, that, but sure. This guy's working it. He's working yeah. it. And um, I, I learned that from Jody Miller. Ah, I know that name. Who does the news on the Adam Carolla show from time to time. Okay. I took a stand-up class with her. They say that Todd Perry knows almost everybody that's done the news for Adam Carolla. But, so, I don't know where that came from. But It came left over from stuff we were talking about on the earlier episode. Yes. Jody, very cool. But, so, uh, I'm walk- watching the guy in the other group. Yeah, just- who I met. <laughs> Do you remember Jessica Golden? She it sounds very familiar, like someone that competed very, for that job. Yes, she has a very husky voice, and everyone thought she was a stoner, um, but like a very uh, distinct husky voice. So uh, during orientation for Owen's preschool, um, there's this woman who I met. Her name was Jessica. She has a kid. She's a wife. They're great. Um, she does have a very low voice. I don't put anything together until like months in to, and, and like it was 116 degrees in Burbank basically. So I was like, I wore, if you know me, I do not wear tank tops. (laughs) I wore a tank top. I wore a tank top. No makeup, tank top. I mean, I was, it was like so uncomfortable out there. Anyway, uh, I get an email one day, and this is like a few months in to preschool. And I get an email from Jay Golden, like responding to the you know parent group thread, and I'm like, "Oh my god, that was Jessica Golden! I had no idea." And we've since talked about, you know, like I know who you are, I know who you are, blah blah blah, blah um, which is interesting. But she, but one of the things that she said to me was, um. Everyone thought I was a stoner. Like I went to Northwestern and I don't use <laughs> substances. And it was just, it was interesting because I would have thought she was too. Um, so that's a news girl that you don't know, Todd Perry. You think you know everyone? Anyway, well, now- she's she's lovely. In fact, I would like to have her on my podcast sometime. So now I'm going to tell my favorite Tracy Metro story. No, oh, okay. No, I'm kidding. Uh, so what happens is, so we're sitting down and I notice that like the performance at one teppanyaki table and what my wife and I are getting here from Leonidas is a bit different because this guy didn't have any. Getting, so no, no punchlines. No punchlines, but he's, he, it was kind of like he went really pervy with all his material. So he had the spatula mm. and you know, that you have that long tat, 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 spatula. Yeah. 
and he put it at his crotch. No. Th- this was his material. Like, obviously, he wasn't as good as the Japanese guy over there who's got jokes and taking shots and do this whole thing. <laughs> now, this he guy was, had to work blue. This is, you know, it was, it was he, yeah, he didn't have a nuanced view of comedy. And maybe because he wasn't that familiar with American culture, he's like, everybody loves the dick joke, you know? So he's Did he got, have an accent? Oh, very, very, very Greek, you know. Was he, I'm sorry, was he wearing a uniform? Yes, he was. He was. But just not very, the hat. It's very casually. He wasn't natally dressed like the like the Japanese guy on the other table. Did he even have any kind of thing on his head? Like, I feel like he, you should have your bodacious Greek quaff, like, put behind a hairnet or something. It was kind of like what you'd see a... Um, a motorcycle driver, like a Harley guy, just put over his head kind of thing. A bandana? Like, like a bandana meets a do-rag, like in that right. unique intersection okay. of headgear. I think I'm with you. All right. So he starts like pretending like the spatula is his dong <laughs> and like tapping it on the grill. <laughs> oh, my God. And I turned to my wife because I don't know. I, I'm like, I feel like this... Hits right on the weird angle where my wife is like, this guy's kind of a perv and this is uncomfortable versus uh-huh. this is so stupid it's funny. Right. So you're checking with her to make sure she's okay. How can That's I so react? kind. Yeah. And not ruin date night. Or like, yeah, right. is my wife fine or do I feel like there's going to be a sexual assault sometime during dinner? <laughs> right. <laughs> and then he starts to, so, you know, you put the rice out first, you know? Okay. Yeah. And and then he starts making, I swear to God, the rice into something that looks remotely vaginal. Oh, my God. And sliding the spatula in between <laughs> like that. And then looking at me like, eh? You like? like? Date night. You know? <laughs> and I was just like, oh. <laughs> just turning to my wife and her going, <laughs> like, kind of. What was the other couple doing? They were just nervous i didn't i didn't see them exchanging looks with one another but right maybe they did but they, they might have been freeze they might have froze in the face of this yeah and sometimes that happens when in the face of some kind of molestation thing you know yeah yeah so, so the the coup de gras <laughs> the uh flaming baked alaska at this meal was at the end you know he had been cooking these sweet carrots the whole time beneath like a little bowl mm-hmm. so it was like a surprise and so he cuts the sweet carrots up so it looks like two balls and a dick. Oh, my God. And puts it on the spatula and, like, offers it to my wife at the end of the meal. <laughs> and if you know my wife, this makes her terribly uncomfortable. She's like, uh, okay, put it on the plate. And then, and then he's like, it's good. Huh? It's good. So I thought, oh, my God, this guy is a total, like, Rob Schneider should have done this guy on SNL. Yes. In the 90s, like, perverted Greek teppanyaki guy. This is, um, I'm so sorry this happened, but this is amazing. Then what happened? Uh, Did she eat the carrots? She did, but yeah, she kind of, it was like a child eating carrots, like reluctantly eating the carrots (laughs) kind of thing. Like, I'll eat it just because. But... I think my wife was game. It was date night. It was fine. And I just sat there like amazed. Like I, luckily I ate my food and everything, but and we tipped him nicely, you know, mm-hmm. but it was not what we expected. And on the deeper level, I'm driving home with my wife and I go, you know, 
we are having a labor shortage in America, so things aren't what they used to be. You know, you can't, there's not 15 Japanese guys, you know, applying for the job at the teppanyaki place. Right. You're lucky if you get one, you know, and then you, you got to import a guy from Greece. Um, but I knew, I knew what would get him going at a certain point. I was like, okay, I want to have a conversation with this guy. You know, he's, he's got comedic chops. And so I asked him, I was like, okay, really, what's better, Greek food or Italian? Oh, my friend. And then it was just like all about how Greeks are so superior to the Italians. You know, he had this old world grudge. So, yeah, that was our night at Pervert Teppanyaki. So, did you read any Yelp reviews or anything? Like, I'm wondering if like people come for the X rated Teppanyaki. I think so. You know what? Because on the walls, like the decor was like airbrushed pictures of Godzilla. <laughs> what a weird place. Yeah, and there's a tiki bar in the corner, and that a sign that said, "We don't skinny dip, we chunky dunk." <laughs> That's kind of funny. Yeah, so I think you know what I think. I, maybe I went in a little uptight into the teppanyaki place and should have realized that it was kind of a den of what do you say? Like, a, what would be a, a den of? I don't know. Like, what would you describe an opium den in 1900? It was like a, a den of ill repute or, yes, you know. Yes, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. It's a place where people with loose morals go to eat Definitely. rice and carrots and ball carrots. <laughs> also, the guy's game where it came to, like, throwing the shrimp. Mm -hmm. Horrible. This guy had the worst aim at like you open your mouth and then of course you open your mouth for the shrimp and it's oh, like, God. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. Let us know if you've been to Damon Sushi. I'm going to post a photo of Leonidas here. I'm going to oh, show please. you a picture of him real quick. Just I took a and photo. I'll let you know if he looks like what I'm expecting. He does. Oh, wait. <laughs> Here's him with the dick uh, carrots. Oh, wow. Now, I can't see him that well. I just see a big beard. Oh, here he is moving. He's he doing like the he, volcano. He looks like a biker. He does, yeah. You said the biker. He does, does look like a, a biker. Yeah, but okay. So that, that was our teppanyaki guy. Yeah. What an experience. So, okay. But was the food good? It was good. It was good. He cooked, he did his job. He cooked it well. He entertained us. I will say yeah. that. I was entertained. Not it just wasn't what I expected. Is there teppanyaki that isn't also kitschy? Like can you go to a teppanyaki place where they don't do a volcano and they don't make things do things? Is it always a show and food? I don't. I would assume so, because why the hell else do it? You're just watching a guy on a grill, you know, unless he's telling you about the history of Japan or something while he's doing it. And then I thought, you Ooh, know, there's only teppanyaki. There's only so many different things you could do with food. You know, it's not like the guy. It's not like there's a robust amount of different tricks you could do on the grill. You know that, or the teppanyaki world is really stuck in the past, and they need like a pen and teller to come yes. in to someone to disrupt it. Yeah, they need like a meta anti-teppanyaki teppanyaki. Yeah. It doesn't even taste like food. That's the point. Right. These are jokes that don't make you laugh. You know? Yeah. 
did you see, I imagine you did, story on Tuesday, also by Annie Renault. Live video of man hitting on teen girl offers a glimpse of what young, young women experience daily. So um, this 18-year-old uh, young woman posted on TikTok this video. She was doing a, a live, I think it was an Instagram live, mm-hmm. And you don't ever see the guy. You just hear him. And she's sitting uh, at a table, like, on the balcony at a hotel. And you hear this guy come up, and he says, is this seat taken? And she says, no. And then he sits down there. Yeah. Um, and she is clearly uncomfortable. Yeah. And she says something like, I, I didn't mean you could sit there. And then he tries to make small talk. I mean, and it's just, you just watch it and... I think I was holding my breath while watching it. It's so uncomfortable. She's so frightened. Um, and then the response to it was so strong from a lot of women who related to this experience. Like this is, is something that all women can relate to just a creepy dude thinking that he has an invitation to hit on you and when you are frightened. Now, real quick, let me play some audio for this real quick for the audience that missed it. How are you? Um, Oh, yeah, you can take that. Mm -hmm. How you doing? Oh, I didn't mean you could sit there. I thought you said I could take this. What did you mean I could take? You could take the chair. Oh, I was asking if this seat was taken. Oh, no. May I? Um, I don't know. What are you doing? Um, I'm doing all right. Good. That's good. Yeah. That's that's better than the contrary. Mhm. Awesome. What's your name? Um, Alyssa. Alyssa, I'm Tad. Thank you. <laughs> I see your hesitancy. Yeah. I just, I just, I couldn't help but notice you were the only one hanging out over here. My intentions were to come hang out over here by the pool. I don't see anybody else over here. Really yeah. Come hang out with you. Um, I'm currently, uh, on a, on a live talking with some people. Right, I got you. I, got you. Yeah. I won't interrupt. Thank you. Uncomfortable, right? Yes super creepy and it's almost like he has a weird tone of voice and it's almost mm. the fact that you can't see him makes it worse it's like yes what's in the closet you know <laughs> right i should point out he was third at least he, in his 30s i think it was 30 or older she's 18 and she looks young yes i thought she was like 14 when i watched the video i did too which makes it even worse yeah he sits there and it's like clearly he's totally comfortable doing that and he's probably done it many many times mm-hmm. um, doesn't care that possibly it looks like she's outdoors in is it like a in a hotel or is it like an I think apartment? it's a hotel balcony maybe yeah so clearly like her parents are probably around you know? right well at the end of the video a friend of hers calls down to her from a higher floor and says are you all right yeah. And she said that she felt like saved in that moment that someone was watching this. Yeah. Oh, my God. So as a female. Uh, you, you noticed. Yeah. Obviously, I'm sure you've had many of these experiences in your life. Mm-hmm. That's what I assume. Yes. Yes. I have. I have had plenty of creepy experiences like this. I don't know how often I felt 
frightened in the way that she seemed to be. Yes. Um, I'm sure I have, and I feel like maybe I'm just blocking it. Yeah. I do know there was a time I, I was watching this video made me reflect on something creepy and and it actually made me very angry when I remembered it. When I was 17, I was at a coffee house and I was talking to this older guy and he just in the course of conversation asked me if I had ever had an orgasm. Mm. And I said to him I had not and that I was a virgin. And he told me that that why not you're 17 that's abnormal. Oh. And that stayed with me like there's something wrong with me. And now that I'm very much an adult, I look back on that and I just feel sorry for 17-year-old me that felt like I have to answer him and I have to answer him honestly and I have to take in what he's saying yeah. because now that I look back on that, it's like that's a super invasive and creepy gross thing for him to be asking someone he doesn't know who's just a teenager like i wish i could go i wish i could uh go tell him off but it didn't even i didn't even realize at all how inappropriate that line of questioning was and how he was getting something out of that question that makes me so uncomfortable Uh, now yeah Yeah. oh no it it's it's disturbing on so many levels, and I th- and when you're younger, you just kind of write things off like, oh, what a creep, and then then you realize as you're older and obviously mm-hmm. more mature and everything, you realize just how insipid uh, yeah. of a thing it was, and the fact that he derives some pleasure from it, right? Like, right, that I didn't realize at all. But also, I don't even think at that age that I thought he was a creep. I just thought, oh, I guess there is something wrong with me. Yeah, and I look back on that, and I'm like, there was not. I was only, I mean, yes, I know that I was a a late bloomer, but 17 is not that old. That's quite young. Yeah. Okay, we're coming towards the end of it, but there was one quick story I wanted to get to really quickly, because when I mentioned it, Allison was like, yes, yes. (laughs) I became breathless. (laughs) You were, you were, you were, you were taken aback. You were like, oh my God, what a topic. Mm. And this was, we wanted to do an Upworthy lightning round where we go through a bunch of Upworthy stories, but we just don't have the time. No, Maybe we we'll don't. Do some, sometime soon. Yes. But, but I found this, and this was a big story for Upworthy and something Allison connected to. And that is, uh, the headline is, finally someone explains why we all need subtitles while watching TV. I never watch without subtitles. I need them on all the time, and I hate when they happen to like cover action oh my god the look you're giving me yeah i like them because then i don't miss anything sometimes i'll be watching and i'll be like why am i having trouble discerning what's happening and it's like oh because i forgot to turn them on okay so okay i'll, I'll go over the story real quick and then we can fight right. and agree okay. and fight i love this yeah this i look point. forward to that but they said the whole point of the story was that these days a whole bunch of people watch television with subtitles and that's for a few different reasons like why okay why are you producing something that i can't hear yeah and the first thing is that these days everybody has a slim television mm. so the quality of the speakers on everybody's tv are much shittier than they used to be right so you don't get the separation in sound so it's you get a murkier sound also they're on the back and the speakers mm-hmm. are facing your wall right that's stupid yeah that's why todd has a bose sound bar 
yeah, I use it every once. I don't use it all the time because it's kind of loud and like the kids asleep and I don't want to do it. Yeah. But uh, another thing is that also these days the microphones are so good on sets that mm-hmm. actors can mumble their lines. So yeah. it used to be, you know, the mic was across the room and you're like, hey there, Abbott. And <laughs> that was it. And now you can be Alec Baldwin and be like, oh, yeah. Right. But, and then these days also people assume that if you're mumbling, then you're actually a good actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Bring back oh. the transatlantic accent. Transatlantic accent. Yes, there, Sonny. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm so tired of, of, of the mumble core. Yeah. And then also the last thing is it's a lot of times because of lots of the shows people are watching, if you're watching like Game of Thrones or some of the Star Wars shows, they're so high concept. There's a lot of explosions, loud noises. Right. Dramatic swells of music. And so you have to have everything kind of in context. If the audio is too loud, then you can't hear mm-hmm. all the other high concept stuff going on. And that's all happening on your shitty TV. So all of this has created an era where people, in order to understand something, have to put subtitles. And me, right. I'm watching subtitles and it totally takes me out of the show. Like mm-hmm. if it's a French language film, then yes, I'll. I, fine with the subtitles but if i'm watching andor like i was watching this star wars show and i'm sitting there and i'm like am i going deaf like (laughs) gabriel garcia you know the guy who plays andor and andor is like the most it's a great show with the most boring central character that's ever come up but and he just like suddenly mumbles like this the whole time and then the bad guy mumbles like this and then all the rebels they're sitting there talking and they sit and they the whole show is like this and you're like you need subtitles, my friend. Oh my god, I have no idea what's going on. But I won't if I have to subtitle it, then I'm just not watching. It means that you've done such a terrible job at producing your show that it's not worth it for me to watch it. But I like the show, and I'm just sitting there like, do I have to put my ear here? And then, and I'm gonna let you speak in a moment, Allison. But I have a fury here. Okay, as you let know, it out. unleash the fury. Boof, boof all over the place. <laughs> Things but, are just getting sucked into your butthole right now. Expelled from the butthole. Oh, but that's a food. Uh, it, it's like I had my house being worked on for a long time, so I was staying in Airbnbs. And so here's what would happen: I get to the Airbnb. It would be five o'clock. First job is to go to every television in the Airbnb, maybe three TVs. Turn off the subtitles on everything. Oh, interesting. And then set the correct motion blur because everybody has the motion yeah. blur set incorrectly on the television. This is every Airbnb, Airbnb. Every time you get in there, you're like, oh, God. Now, it, why, why, why does Star Wars look like a soap opera? Okay, let mm-hmm. me just turn it on to you know motion picture mode. But okay, please, Allison. I can't imagine. Does Daniel agree when you guys are watching TV and the subtitles are on? Because this would he make agrees, me crazy. He agrees to it, but he doesn't like it. The first thing he does when I fall asleep and leave the room uh, is turn them off. If he's watching on his own, he doesn't want them. But he okay. realizes that I like them. So he allow oh. he tolerates it, but he doesn't like it. Um, I, do, I, I find it so... I, but I'm, I'm like hooked on them now so that then when I'm watching something where they're not available or say like 
at a live theater performance or a movie or something, I'm like, well, now I have to really pay attention. So maybe is it because you so passively consume media that you need the subtitles? I mean, in a way, maybe, because it is like giving me another thing for my brain to do while I watch, because I'm also reading. Okay. But I feel like without subtitles, you do not get 100% of the words. Sometimes I, with them you don't either because sometimes there's a difference. But like I don't know, I just, I prefer it's my pre- prefer uh, it's my preferred way to watch. Yeah, but it, it, that has more to do with crappy production and presentation yes. of the material versus you know right. Something I've learned, not learned. Something I've been noticing and I thought was curious is like any game show or interview show from the '60s '70s. Um. The sound quality is so different. Like, what was I watching? The Newlywed Game. I was watching it on YouTube. And, like, they're just talking into the mic like this. Well, I just think my husband, da-da-da. And and it's like, I was thinking, because I know we were just saying that microphones have gotten better. But, or, like, an interview with, like, I don't know who, but like any sort of interview back then is like, they're just so soft spoken. Maybe what we value has changed. So now mm. everyone is trying at all times to be high energy. And there's a lot more background sound effects and audience clapping uproarious, uproariously and things like that. I don't know. It's, it's really interesting. Everyone was like speaking in a very much inside voice. It was just very thoughtful hmm. like that. Yeah. I think it's like, you know, nowadays, if you watch the news, you've got, you know, you turn on CNN and you've got it's so Wu- much stuff. Yeah, it's Wu Tang. It's it's nine talking right. heads right there, all like <laughs> yeah. But then it, you used to watch the Jack Parr show on the Tonight Show, and you'd have uh, William F. Buckley speaking with uh, what's his name. Gore Vidal, and mm-hmm. they're debating, you know, left wing, right wing stuff, right. and they're smoking cigarettes, and it's a very calm conversation, right? It's yeah, just, everything's been sped up and needs to be so loud to keep people's right. attention that it's a we're, we're, we suck now, and yes. Um, yes, but anyway, okay, I'm glad we worked that out, and Alice and I, I do find subtitles annoying. Okay, I can allow that. I understand why you do it. And I'm going to have one last thing here. You know, you go to that stage show. Now you're like, oh, I have to pay attention. What you got? What, what we got to start doing is having the sign language guy, and you learn sign language. So you could watch Ooh. the sign language guy the whole yes. time. Yeah. That would be great. A couple of my friends in college had taken sign language and used to sign around me. And I thought it was so cool. Hmm. I mean, we're talking real cool. No, but yeah, maybe I will learn sign language. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. That's that'd be a. Fu- I wonder if you can learn on YouTube. Oh. I also want to learn Photoshop. That would probably be more useful immediately. Photo. This, these are the things I'm gonna learn: Photoshop and sign language. You know, I always say that. I go, I gotta learn Photoshop. Yeah, it would be very to. useful, and I, yes. I never do. Have you even tried? No, and that's why we have the really weird graphics that we have for the after hours where I look like yeah. I have a short natural haircut and then I'm an old Vegas ma- magician who's 70 who has a lot of Botox. Yeah. People like it, though. Okay. I got some compliments on the art. Oh, nice. Yeah. 
I'd like to thank everybody for subscribing to the show on Patreon, and we'll be back soon. Thank you so much. Questions, thank comments, you. leave Pay it in the app. Yes. And yeah. Remember what state what happens in the after hours lounge? Yes. Don't tell anyone the t- the shit I talked, please. <laughs> okay. Have a great one. That's been Allison and Todd After Hours. Thanks for supporting the show on Patreon. Questions, comments, or irrational rage? Send us a message on the Patreon app. I'm Marley Balin Frederick. Catch you next show. And until then, the lounge is closed. You don't have to go home, but you can stay here.